And we are super psyched to welcome our newest sponsor, Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source for premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle, that's West Seattle, or Portland stores. You'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. I know because I'm in there a lot. Grab a cup of coffee, swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code TOURSTORIES10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. This app works on iOS and Android, of course, and it's available in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores and all the stores where you buy apps. Go check it out. It's got a lot of cool features. You can upload new releases. You can get notified when you've earned royalties. Awesome. You can withdraw from the app via push notifications. A little dangerous for me, but rad. Anyways, go check it out. It's all at distrokid.com app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. We continue to celebrate our friends and partners over at Isotope, and we got some big news for you. The gold standard of audio repair, RX11, is coming in May. In the meantime, you can buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Cool. Hi, Tiba. What's up, Joe? How you doing? I'm good, good. Just uh, getting home from a photo shoot. Thanks for your time. Anytime. Glad I we appreciate could make it. it work. Thanks for yeah. dealing with my ever-changing schedule. That's all right. Mine changes. Well, it used to change a lot <laughs> when I had a schedule. How's everything going? It's good. I mean, it's such a crazy time we're yeah. living in. Um it's been such an emotional year for literally everybody all at once. Um, obviously, a pandemic has really changed everything. Uh, it's been such a reality check on how free and easy our lives were before. And, you know, it's also such a scary thing because people are dying from this, which is really sad. Um, and then we have the movement, you know, which has been so beautiful and so needed and from all different levels um so emotionally moving uh from highs to lows to happiness to sadness um but being black in america right now also is one of the most positive things i've ever seen you know it's there you know i'm 44 and grew up in you know, skateboarding, there wasn't a lot of racism. There was racism really only when I started going to punk rock shows. I found punk rock and hip hop at the same time and love them equally the same. But, you know, there wasn't a lot of hip hop shows in my small town at Colorado. So going to these punk rock shows and seeing skinheads and seeing Nazi skinheads was my first inkling to 
oh shit people don't like me because of the way i look you know yeah and my mom was a hippie and surrounded me by that movement so that was never a question she was a bartender at a gay bar so right. you know that really changed the way that I, I just looked at people all the same and then you know i went through reagan bush everything and then you see what's happened under trump's and you're like i can't believe the, these were problems that i thought had gone away and and now that i look back at it not that i'm like this woke guy now but yeah i am in the sense of there's a lot mm -hmm. of things that even being black in america i didn't see because they're so strategically hidden you know? yeah and now systemic racism being so exposed and on all levels you know we're learning so much and it, it's amazing to see so many allies and different races actually care about black lives which has not been the fact for so long so it's uh you know i wish i was younger to be able to actually see this planet in in 40 more years because i think it's going to be an amazing place i i'm with you yeah um the awareness of racism now i i equate to and especially currently is that cliche iceberg you know now everyone's starting to see it which is oh. good thousand percent i mean from corporations yeah. to everything and, and you can't hide with cancel culture and yeah. it's great you know these people that have been hiding like if you're gonna be racist be racist you know don't hide in some message chat room you know it's like come out and show your face so it's great that people are being exposed so yeah um so you you said you're from Colorado? Yeah, yeah. I was born in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, grew up 15 minutes outside in a small town with a couple stoplights. Single mom. Um, I have an identical twin brother, and I have an older sister by a couple of years. And my wonderful mom, you know, we, we dealt with her working and collecting food stamps and unemployment. And, you know, grew up very low income. And, yeah. uh, you know, my life has turned out to be a lot different than I expected it to in a good way. You know, starting working when I was 13, lied. I was actually 12 and said I was 13, but I no, um, was in a, started as a busboy in a Mexican restaurant, ended up a cook a couple of years later and then worked in a skate shop and then short story moved to California in 95 to just get away and skateboard in nice weather and you know i'd been taking photos but didn't think i'd make a career out of it and mm -hmm. here we are you know yeah a couple hundred covers later <laughs> a lot of photos. it's amazing man seriously a lot of a lot of crazy things yeah it makes me really appreciate where i am because of what i came from how's your family doing right now uh good my brother lives here uh, I don't see him often. He's taking it pretty serious, but we talk every day. My sister's mm -hmm. good. She's in North Carolina. And I'm lucky that I was able to buy my mom a house for Christmas in our hometown. And nice. I moved her from North Carolina back there. And she's happier than I think I've ever seen her in her life. And she's retired and she just sits in the yard and hikes and is great. So in that sense, I'm very relieved. Um, I worry about her because she's the target 
you know, right. for this, but, you know, I'm glad she's in a very small town and has her friends around her. And yeah, so that's a big relief. Um, I hope to be able to see her, you know, in a couple months when testing's a little more frequent and I can feel a little more safe. Seeing her. Yeah. I have same with my parents. I mean, I've seen them twice, I think, uh, you know, for obvious reasons, they can't get sick. They're yeah, in their seventies. It's not even an option. Yeah. My mom's 66 and a smoker. Yeah. So it's like, it's not even an option. It's like, okay. yeah. Have you been in around or at any of the protests or marches? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the George Floyd thing really hit me hard and it was, it was crazy because all this stuff has always bothered me. You know, the fact that we see black lives taken on social media, like a snuff film is terrible. And I, I was just so heartbroken and I, I, I'm a hyper positive person. I, I was very depressed and, uh, I took the pandemic serious. So I was like, yo, I, you know, and I was like, you know what? There's a protest. I'm going like I'm going. It was one of the first big ones here at Pan Pacific Park. And I went to it and it was great, but there was a lot of tension, not between people, but you could tell from people. And I left and I went skating. I went to shoot a photo about an hour outside of L.A. And I just saw that that was the big riot that started. That was the big one on Fairfax and friends of mine work at Supreme and uh, they were like kind of holding down the shop because the looting was starting. And I was coming home and I was like, fuck this. I'm going to go check this out, check on my friends. And, you know, I bring my camera everywhere and I parked far away to know that my car wouldn't get caught and shit I saw was crazy. Uh, you know, obviously the car's destroyed, uh, being shot at by the rubber bullets, you know, uh, it, it was literally Armageddon, you know, uh, trash cans on fire, you know, those protests were, you know, I, I've been to probably six and that one was intense, but the people were really pissed. And, uh -huh. you know, the, the tension between the cops, you know, I, I saw a building set on fire it was intense. It was all the stuff I grew up seeing in the Rodney King riots, but this was in front of me. The interesting thing is the tension wasn't between the protesters or looters, you know, which I don't condone at all. I don't, I don't think that stuff is cool. Um, but, you know, I hate to say, I think if that stuff didn't happen, the tension might not have been right. the focus. So, you know, the same with corona like the, the fact that we're in this pandemic i think swung the change for black lives matter more you know but yeah i i've been to you know i went to a super big one that yg put on and that was amazing and it was cool to see the protests stop you know start from violent and get to peaceful and intelligent and you know it la rocked that shit I feel like LA did such a great job and still is doing a great job in communicating protests, making them peaceful. And that's what was really great about it is they swung it to be smart, you know? And um, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. I, I actually took a little bit of a break cause our numbers spiking. Um, right. But I, you know, when things settle back down, I want to get back involved cause it was, such a, a a great energy that really 
filled, a void that was missing, and let me really feel like I was doing something to make a difference. And I'm really also lucky that my photography was able to capture it, and people were able to see that. You know, I think my photography is my biggest weapon for that stuff. So right. it was great to, I do too. Um, to use that for a, for a better cause. I've actually done a lot of fundraising, you know, using my photography. Oh, you have? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, For Black Lives Matter, I almost raised $75,000 working with a lot of uh, corporations that I have you know, done work with. So they're yeah. all, you know, Oakley and Jägermeister and like a lot of people have been really supportive of the movement with me. So it's been great. And some fundraising too for um, COVID as well. You're wielding your power. That's great. Yeah. It's, nice. It's easy when you're single. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I got some extra time on my hands. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, is there anything that has been, a result of the movement that has surprised you that was unexpected. My example, which I've said a couple times before, is on Instagram there was this poetry group. I'm not a poetry person, and I found this poetry feed, and it's largely social injustice-oriented poetry and stuff. But I just I watch it every day. Five months ago, there was no there was no reason I would you right. know have come across something like that. You know, anything, your behavior changed, anything un, unexpected? Um, I mean, there's so many different things. I mean, you know, being black, I've never had so many white friends reach out. Uh-huh. There you go. Uh, there's a lot of people, a lot of white people are really nice to me. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm always shooting skating, so we're approached by the cops all the time. Like, that's right. the story of my life. Yeah. And I think cops look and treat me different in a better really? way. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think now it's finally like the black man can be like, fuck you, cops. You know what I mean? Right. Like, not necessarily like I'm trying to be aggressive and say, you know, all cops are bad. No, I'm saying like, finally in my life, I don't feel always like I'm going to fucking get killed or something's yeah. going to happen to me. And that's straight up how my whole fucking life has been with cops. Whether it's like, I'm going to get killed, whether I'm going to get falsely accused, whatever it is. And finally, now I can be like, I'm not, I don't have to be, I'm still scared. Uh -huh. It's still in my blood, but it's a different thing. And that's really a big change for us, you know? Um, and just people being aware of the fucked up things, you know, people have, come you know like white friends have been like yo i didn't listen to what you were saying when you were like mm -hmm. yeah i don't want to party in orange county i don't want to go to this area because i'm black and yeah you know uh -huh. so there's a lot of that awareness it, it, it's good to feel your life matters because <laughs> there is times where you're like yeah you know i'm not i'm below what i'm taught i should be you know so yeah all the change has been great you know uh the awareness on social media has made it so great but i've also learned a lot about different perspectives of being black in our world not just in our country but in our world from this uh -huh. movement and i think it's been great 
you know, I think there's so much positive that is come of change for, you know, what it's like to be black in 2020. So, you know, I, I just hope that black people's lives are safer now, you know, and people realize, you know, all races are just humans. You know, that's the other big thing is like, you know, everyone's so aware now that you have to look at all lives for what they are as just being humans versus like, I'm better or I'm entitled, you know, because my forefathers came here and discovered this land. Like, no, right. they stole this land from Native Americans, you know. Right. Like, history is being rewritten right now to show the bullshit that we have been fed to think that this was right. This holiday was right. This, so, yeah, that's, I yeah. think, the great thing about this movement. Yeah. And it um, sucks because people turn it into anti-American and it's not, no, that's not the fact. It's just, there's been so much fucking bullshit. It's, put down it's our pro-American. Throats. Yeah. And, and yeah. And, and it, it, I think it, you know, it's such a touchy thing, but you know, I think America's one, one, it's the greatest country for me. Like yeah. I've been around the world a million times. So luckily yeah. I have, there's just something about going to middle America that I will always love like truck stops and shitty food. Like it's what, you know, I hate to say this. I would probably prefer that half the time than a vineyard in the South of France. Right. I know that's cool and probably more intelligent than (laughs) waffle house, but there is some reason I love fucking waffle house. Yeah. I gotcha. Um, have you, have you been reading or watching anything outside of any news around the pandemic or the movement? Are you reading any outside books? of it, trying to be yeah, a book, uh, book a show, wise, uh, Flea's book is oh, really great. Loved it. Um, his book. If I'm gonna shout out a book, that book, yeah, really, 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 really blew me away i just think it's such a great timepiece for la his story is so great it's so well written it's so emo it's beautiful um yeah yeah, i really love it uh a book that i really love looking at was virgil abloh's book um Mm -hmm. i mean that's just like design and his whole thing is is really great um I've been watching some shitty shows with a friend of mine every night. I'm embarrassed to say half of them. What's the most embarrassing one then? Uh, I mean, I think we all did it. Tiger King. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? But <laughs> I loved it. But you're like, yeah. why am I watching these terrible people? And then we watched, dude, 90 Day Fiance. Garbage. I don't know it. Oh, yeah. dude. You don't need to. And I just, I keep doing this where I'm like, why are we watching this garbage? But, you know, at times you want to turn the brain off from what's going on right now. So, yes, a lot of garbage. Uh, But Workaholics, I've been rewatching, which those three guys are really dear friends. Blake lives down the street. And I'm like fully on a binge of what. And I'm like, dude, that shit was so good. And in age so fucking well it it did i just watched um the most recent season the second time probably about a month ago yeah i mean i've watched 
Oh, I love that show. Yeah, I no, I, I'm like, yeah, and it's kind of funny. I met those guys probably second or third season and hanging out with Blake, Adam and Durs is literally just like the show. Like it we've is. been, long story short, in a comedy club where Blake broke a fucking hose of sewer water that sprayed on him and looked at us and said, run. And we ran out of this comedy club all the way up to bar. And we were like, oh, my God, that was insane. And I'm like, you smell like shit, dude. That was sewer water. It's like, yeah, it's insane. They're great guys. Super, super great guys. I've had a few artists on here, but I'm usually asking rock and roll musicians how much of their tour has been canceled this year. But I'm going to ask you. How many shoots? Have you, have you had a lot of shoots canceled this year yeah. or travel changed or et cetera? Yes. Yeah. 100%. I would say I'm probably under the same uh, thing as musicians. Yeah. Um, you know, I usually travel 100,000 miles a year. That's where, like, I was like, oh my God. I mean, I took my first flight in three months last month. You know, mm-hmm. I I live and die at airports. Me know? too. And um, you know, everything's been affected. You know, yeah. I, I have a different thing because I shoot skateboarding and I live in LA, where skateboarding is like that's the hub. So right. I've been shooting. So I, I I can't say I haven't been working. And you know, right. for me, I still mentally been stimulated, but it's nowhere near the workflow yeah. that I do because I do a lot of commercial stuff and that's what has me traveling. You know, um, we all are, are very heavily affected, but at times, you know, like I don't need to apply for unemployment. So, mm-hmm. you know, I feel lucky in that right. sense. I'm right there, but you know, I'm very lucky for Thrasher magazine and that I'm still working and, and we're still making stuff and creating, um, you know, having a chance to shoot you guys, uh, cold war kids was the first time I was in a studio and I can't even express how happy I was to do that and how great that felt. And I'm in a band where we, we we're forever on hiatus, pretty similar yeah. to Fugazi in that way. Yeah. Um, you know, our band has done a tour with No Age and we've done a tour with Cat Power. So I know it, you know, I've seen behind that curtain and, you know, we've yeah. done short tours and, and I did a tour photographing the Bad Brain. So I, I, I know the routine mm-hmm. and it's not an easy routine. A lot of musicians, I think, have been like, ugh, I, touring is actually the thing I hate most. Right. And now that's the thing they miss most. Right? Oh, God, do I miss you know? it? Yeah. It's like before it was like, oh, my God, I'm going to play 60 dates in a year. Now you're like, sign me up for 120. Yeah. Know? And that's even for me. Like, I, I never really had much to complain about. But because I literally my whole life, I've taken every opportunity. Like, I'm uh-huh. the dude who will leave a trip to go on another trip to come yeah. back to the trip and i like to do that myself yeah it's it's fun it's greedy (laughs) and it's not it's not fair to everyone else but you know now i i'm really scared this thing that i thought was always going to be something i got to choose to not do is something i might not be able to do Dude, I, I'll go to two shows in a night. You know, really? I'm, oh, dude. 
the last night of LA yeah. was was it, was it Thursday I think it was I went and saw Jeff Parker play uh-huh. it was funny because the skater Ray Barbie I, w- I went to an art show yeah and Ray was there and I was like yo Jeff Parker's playing down the street and then the sea and cake are playing at Zebulon we're fucking going you're coming in my Uber right fucking now went in caught Jeff Parker's first set raced right to Zebulon walked right into like the second song of sea and cake and the next night I was supposed to go see the strokes and then try and make it to see American Nightmare after all right like I that's my normal mo like you know the most it's been three bands in one night but um you know it it breaks my heart the venues it breaks my heart the bands you know because i think bands kind of figured out you know what can we do at first sell some special merch or do this but now okay fuck dude this is six months in well i have one of your songs i want to play Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, this is called Wanna BV. Yeah, so is it, this is actually funny because I have a record. I've done a solo record that I finished uh-huh. right before all this happened. We finished really? tracking in February. Yes, and this is not that project. And okay. I just didn't want to play that project because that project is going to sound a lot different than what I have tracked. So I had this opportunity to try and get the band to go. I'm in to open up for Battles couldn't get that band together someone's like dude you should play i always i've i've been making electronic stuff for years since like cubase and se30 in 97 i play Mm -hmm. piano that's my first instrument so i just love making stuff on the computer and when i thought about it i was like that's gonna be boring but what if i have like this a sick drummer just play Mm -hmm. some roland v drums and uh I went to the top of the list. I know, and I asked John Theodore, hey, can you drum over these tracks while I just mix them live with the push? And we had such a good time. He was like, dude, I really love this. This was so fun. And uh, I was like, hey, let's, you know, I have these songs. Will you track them with me? So we tracked them. And uh, we're in no hurry, uh, obviously, due to what's going on so i don't think right. it's something that will come out until the later part of the year or even uh next year but this song uh wanna bv i didn't want to uh leak any of the things that i did with with, with john theodore yeah. so this is a song that i made off some loops that i recorded of also a great drummer john stanier uh mm-hmm. from battles and helmet yeah and this is just me really messing around with uh, keyboard stuff, but I actually rarely play guitar. And thanks to the guys at Fender, I play a little guitar in this, but all the, all the music is done by me. And then the, the, the drums are actually loops that I uh, oh, okay. grabbed from John when he was here last. So Let's play it. Wanna BV. All right, here it goes.
really good song. Thanks, man. It's just like my music. It, it's a little scary to put it out. I'm like yeah. very self conscious of it. I, yeah. I don't put it out. Like I don't put it on my SoundCloud. Um, but I'm excited. I I I it 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 makes me happy. And you know, like I don't ever think I'll be a touring musician with this stuff. But I'm excited to make a record. Um, and to be able to play with John is just amazing so it reminds me of um that band bitch magnet oh interesting i i remember the name rodan yes tara jane uh, yeah tara jane love tara jane she has a new record not necessarily the same band but definitely same era i just used this uh fender sent me that mustang amp uh gt which is like a digital amp with a bunch of effects in it and uh that's just a jazz master and a little whammy but yeah like i don't know what i'm doing with music (laughs) um the way that i play and look at music is kind of like my photography it's very like composed and stuff like that like i'm in the grid like you know it's like i'm basically yeah a quantizing junkie in that (laughs) sense you know but you know i love arpeggios and i love an almost classical like Steve Reich and and Philip Glass and stuff like that. I I, I really I I play music all the time. That's that no great. one hears. It's not good. <laughs> we'll put it out there. It's coming out, unfortunately good. for the world, but it's coming. <laughs> yeah. What's this project going to be called? I was like, you know, if I'm going to do this once, I'm just going to put my name on it. So it's just the Tiba and Theodore when it comes out. Oh, that sounds good. I mean, that rings well. That's what I'm saying. Um, Has anything been on repeat in your house in the last week or so? I really, 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 really love um, the music of uh, Yvette Young, um, her band Covet. Their their record is just amazing. Technicolor her music is very emotional to me emo is like revolutionary summer it's rights of spring it's that discord energy you know it's mm-hmm. not what people call emo today that's not a diss but like yeah saves no the I, day i'm like what i'm with like, you that's yeah. just all that to me is just pop punk but yeah just the way she writes but that genre period i like her stuff it's the same i like American football or the same I like explosions in the sky they, mm-hmm. those bands really filled the void of no fugazi um, but there I think there's been so much good new music that's come out uh, the new Owen Mike Kinsella's record is just mm-hmm. so beautiful um, the new run to jewels I know great. that's all I've been listening to at my house you know it's so amazing to see that run to jewels has made the golden era of hip-hop in 2020 so you know, that's been on heavy repeat. Uh, another band I'd love to shout out is Truth Cult. Um, I don't know if you've listened to them. No, I haven't. Uh, Maryland is, I don't know specifically where they're from, but an amazing band that totally encompasses like that Discord sound. Like, all right. All oh, right. dude, I would write it down. You will be blunt. It's the same. Like, I love Turnstile. And yeah. my older friends were like, dude, 
listen to turnstile like yeah. they encompass this energy and sound it's not i don't want to compare it and say it's the same because it's not it's just that vibe and yeah, yeah. turnstile is hands down one of my favorite bands so cool um all right i'm gonna let you go cool but before i do you have an advice for people to get through the day mental um, health physical health yeah i think it's all mental is where it starts first mm -hmm. you know i think staying positive um is the first thing you need to do to start the day and and also realize there's so many things right now that are beyond our control and letting go of wasting your energy trying to control those things um be as kind as you can to each other because we're seeing some really ugly behavior from people and people are pent up people are unemployed people are starving so you have to expect everyone's having a shitty day and you have to treat everyone to hopefully change that to a better day and then you know take take this uh, pandemic serious wash your hands and wear your masks i mean i'm appalled yeah. at the amount of people that don't want to wear a mask i think it's very disrespectful because i don't think it's asking too much you know but staying positive that's the the best yeah. advice i could i could give and live every day like it's not going to be here tomorrow so at the same time that's not being dumb or irresponsible but making it so you can be there tomorrow right thanks man Thank you, dude. I appreciate it. So let me know when you come to LA. Yeah. Stay right. safe, bro. All right, peace. Bye, YouTube.